Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. More than 90% of Dublin bus drivers have rejected a deal on a work practice change that included pay rises of almost 15% in some cases. And the state public transport company's 1,700 drivers voted on Thursday on a deal backed by SIP2 and the National Bus and Rail Union that offered pay hikes approaching 15% in return for work practice changes. But the deal has been rejected and we don't know what the next step is going to be. So to join or tell us more about it is Dermot O'Leary, who's the General Secretary of the National Bus and Rail Union. Good afternoon to you, Dermot. Good afternoon, Niall. Uh, no chance, chance of Dublin bus being free, by the way, in the future. <laughs> no, no, but I, I know, if I tell you, the, the, the whole concept of free transport is something that should be looked at. And Absolutely. Again, we try to encourage people onto public transport uh, and after the pandemic when people might be in fear of getting on public transport. Of course, uh, the infrastructure has to be in place for your oh, path and rise and your, your, you know, the, Decongest the city, but yeah, it should be free. Okay, but well, okay, give us the lowdown of this. So the company base, or they should I say the workers, um, haven't accepted this based on work practice changes. For people who don't yeah. know what those work practice changes are, just give us a, I suppose, a summary of what is expected yeah. of the workers, you know, um, in exchange for this pay rise. I look, you know, and then you'll appreciate now, because I've been with you before, that my job is to, to uh, try and protect and enhance sometimes conditions of, times uh, conditions of, transport workers and defend them uh, and that's what I do for a living but in relation to what the, the context and the backdrop here is that the Dublin bus came to us last year uh, and basically said to us in layman terms for us to be competitive with low wage operators who are now in the market in Ireland and I won't name them but they are low wage operators and they don't treat their workers very well as far as we're concerned um, and for Dublin bus to compete to them there have to be major changes to work practices and we did advise Dublin bus that you know, there's going to be a major difficulty with bus drivers accepting anything uh, at this level. What, what were the changes, Dermot? Well, again, I suppose, look, and again, the, 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 the worn out phrase of work-line balance is not sometimes, but it's very much central to the, to the rejection here, where people have a, a way of life, I suppose, you know, built up over many, many years. They have work practices. For example, it's just one example, I'm making it two or three, but certainly in relation, and people who use them must be familiar with this, uh, bus drivers, through their seniority, as they go through the ranks, you know, get marked in on a particular route. Uh, they go for that route based on the seniority. Uh, they walk that route in some cases, 30, 35 years, talking to bus drivers, you can say 40 years on the same route, which is unusual, but that's the type of service. I know they're being asked uh, to walk a variety of routes, uh, again, across different, you know, uh, different parts of Dublin, and that's a major difficulty, and I know people might understand why, that, but that's why, a major Yeah, but okay, well, maybe, maybe people don't understand that. Why is that, I'm not having a go, by the way, Deborah, but why is it a difficulty? Why would that be a difficulty, you know, for a driver who might be on a particular bus route to say to him the following day, listen, we're short of drivers on another route, can you just well, do that, that, route? I mean, that, that, that no, 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 And I had to go back, no, that would be very bad planning over the company if, if that was the case. I understand, I understand the point you're making, but in terms of, look, I suppose in a semi-state, in, in any job, your seniority lends itself to giving you some type of, of a pecking order, if you like. Of course, and it yeah. Does. And, and, of course. And, we, and we would defend, of course, we would defend the fact that people that are senior in service have that entitlement and we and that's something drivers want to protect. The other issue, of course, uh, that people may or may not recognise the way I put it, is that there's people are, are expected to come in and walk longer spreads. In other words, they're expected to be longer at work and longer away from their home. And in some cases, similar, of course, to other parts of, of society, bus drivers live very, very far away from, from their bus depot. In some cases, 50 or 60 or 70 miles. They have to come in and drive on their own on the bus in what we call the concrete jungle of Dublin. That's a difficult task in itself. So that's Damn another uh, no. issue there, is it? Yeah, but hang on, hang on, Dermot. A lot of us work far away from our homes. We, I mean, we're very lucky if we work close to our homes. I, I mean, I'm kind of lucky in some respect. Well, actually, not anymore, I'm not. But I was lucky in some respect that I only live 12 minutes from my home, you know, as in traffic. Thankfully, I don't meet much traffic at the time of the day that I come in at. 
So, I mean, but I mean, it is a fact of life that sometimes you might have to travel to the city to work or you might have to travel here, there or everywhere to get to work. I mean, that's a fact of life, isn't it? I and the day, the day I'm asked to represent other workers other than transport workers, I might come on and, and I might try and advocate in their behalf. But I, I'll do my best for transport workers. I do, you, you'll respect that, I'm sure. But well, I'd, love to, I'd love to have you representing me, Dermot. <laughs> well, that's OK. Look, again, I, I, at the moment we have a licence to represent transport workers. Sometimes we do well, sometimes we don't. And again, our members have been very critical of us for bringing this document to them in the first place. But I suppose, just to put it in context again, uh, our members are, are very clear saying to us, why do we have to drive our conditions down to match that of, of the low-wage operator? Why can't our conditions be uh, you know, raised yeah, up? No, and, and I get that. Yeah, no, no, I get you don't want to race to the bottom. And I, and, you know, and I absolutely yeah. do understand that. You don't want to reduce you know, the quality of of life for workers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I suppose what they're suggesting is that you know, you know, they're changing times. They have to compete, obviously, with these the low-paid workers or you know, yeah, companies. Why do that they, that's the question. That's the challenge. Why you see this? This is the, and this is where it, the, the, this is not a straightforward industrial dispute, as people would know it. This is a, this has broader connotations and particularly stretches into the political arena. And again, we had, a, a, I suppose, over the last couple of weeks, politicians, certain politicians, are coming out to bat on behalf of transport workers, and that's more than welcome. We in the NBIU and our colleagues at SITU who are working with us on this one have had many promises from politicians over the years that they would allow us to have some type of influence not, a, not, not ownership some type of influence on how transport policy is designed in this country at this stage the NTA are looking at the London model the London model anyone that knows it I know it quite well I've interrogated and investigated like, you know, high up and low down and it's a shocking model for workers it might be a good No they don't get paid as well they don't get paid as well as Irish workers They don't no. and that's the, that's the model being adopted here by the NTA and there's no guarantee even if people were uh, to, to conform to what's been asked there and they're not uh, there's no guarantee either that the routes will go to Dublin bus so again look my job is to bring something to members they mightn't like it they didn't they told me they didn't in large numbers they rejected it in 97% the message goes back to Dublin bus on into the NTA on into the Department of Transport and the politicians who've been making what are to date false promises in terms of the negative having influence on, on transport policy yeah but, yeah, but, yeah, but Dermot, Dermot if we go back in time a little bit yeah. I mean Aer Lingus for example yeah. being the national airline at the time and, and yeah. semi-state as well I yeah. mean they were in a very lucky position that I suppose they were the airline of choice. Along comes Ryanair and other cheap airlines, which forces Aer Lingus into a position where they have to compete, they have to drop all their prices, they had to let, let go an awful lot of staff, I'm sure you're well aware of that, I mean yeah. they've probably got a quarter of the staff they would have had 30 years ago in Aer Lingus, and I don't want to see that happen to Dublin Bus, I don't want to see staff in Dublin Bus, numbers of staff being dropped because they're not competing with the private sector, I mean and you don't want to see that either, so I mean, I I mean at the moment they're on good money aren't they? I mean, and I'm yeah, not having a go. They're on good money. No, you're not. No, you're no, not. no, no, no 20, I'm, 23 I'm, 50 an hour or whatever it is, they're, they're on. It's a good well, wage. Look, no, I mean, by the way, it's a hard job. Dublin a, bus drivers, I give you that. Dublin bus drivers are reasonably paid, well paid, right? They could be more, they could be better paid. We, we accept they deserve that, right? it. But the point, yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. And the point I'm making here, and the point they're making more strongly than I can ever make it, is that they're not prepared to reduce the working conditions that themselves and their forefathers and people from back generations fought long and hard. We've had people that are 40 years of working in Dublin bus line that remember being on strike for three weeks just to achieve the conditions that people expected. Oh, I remember, the, I remember the strikes. I remember all the strikes when, yeah. I, was, when I was younger indeed, and I used to use the bus a lot. Indeed, indeed. And look, I suppose there's, look, we've always, we've always tried to reach out to the community that used Dublin bus, you know, through disputes. We've done it many, many times and this is one of those times that bus drivers now needed support. Not, 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 and, and bus drivers are quite, you know, well aware they have to drive a bus for a living. They do it on a regular basis. It's a difficult, it's a very onerous job. Absolutely. Uh, and expecting people, for example, now to come in, uh, uh, we all recognise Sunday and we know we have to 
to work Sunday these days, uh, coming in on a Sunday uh, for, uh, for longer shifts and to be longer away from your family. And that's where the work-life balance comes out. And to be honest with you, Niall, it's one of those rare occasions where a proposal uh, that given a clear choice between work-life balance and some money, uh, some uh, pay rise, people have picked work-life balance. And one last point, if I may, Niall, the pay, uh, the pay percentages being mentioned are not the, the correct percentages, but uh, that aside, the drivers themselves are being asked to pay for ahead of a lot of that pay rise to eroding their own work conditions. And then our office, they won't do it. And, and look, at this stage, as I said quite clearly, we will support them in anything they choose to do. But if the onus is back on Dublin bus and indeed the NTA and back into government, and we would be calling on all politicians to demonstrate now that the words they've been using, supporting us over many, many years, is now turned into action. And, and you know, David, I, I really appreciate the job they do. Actually, I know two good friends of mine who are bus drivers, right? And, and don't get me wrong, they said the conditions are good, they get well looked after, they get good holidays, they're on good money. Um, it's a tough job. You're sitting on your bottom driving a bus all day and it can be quite monotonous and it can be quite a difficult job. You're dealing with members of the public, which can always be difficult by times too, uh, in all sorts of weathers and conditions. So it is a tough job and nobody's doubting that for a minute. But the last thing we want to see happening is what happened in London. And what happened in oh, London, of course, was you had private companies coming in because, you know, obviously the London Transport couldn't compete. Private companies coming in, and a lot of people in London Transport lost their jobs. So you, yeah, you, you don't want to you don't want to see that happen either. James. Here's a rub. Two things. Two, yeah, two things feed into that. First of all, the attrition rate. In other words, the 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 the, 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 the highest in of of stress related illnesses in Dublin bus and indeed all transport providers, particularly Dublin bus, because of the traffic and environment they have to negotiate on a daily basis. It's pretty high relative yes. to other. Uh, jobs. That's that's a fact. That's not taken into account in this proposal, and that's something that needs to be considered. The other thing in terms of London, and I mentioned it, and you mentioned it. Uh, there has been an awful lot of turn, higher, turn, turnover of staff in, in London, and th- that doesn't lend itself to having a consistent bus service. And one of the things that people in Dublin like is, is the familiarity with their drivers, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and again, they, they they like the notion that Dublin Bus is their company. And again, Dublin Bus is subsidised by the taxpayer, but all the money Dublin Bus gets and all the wages paid out goes into the local economy. In fact, the whole other goes into the whole economy. Unfortunately, contracts awarded over the last number of years to a large English multinational, 172 million for a five year contract, quite an amount of that money disappears over this country and goes into bank accounts uh, in places like Singapore of the, of the large multinationals. That's the reality. Look, I make political points here, I know I am, but the political uh, element is at the root cause of this, I would say. Okay. All right. Well, look, um, I, 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 my heart goes out to all the bus drivers of the country. You all work very hard. I know you do. And Dermot, I agree with you, I stand by you, I support you, and I support the drivers. My concern going forward is I don't want these lads and yourselves to talk yourselves out of a job because I've well, seen no, it happening throughout get, history so yeah, many times. Right. You know what you might do? You might do us a favour. You might get a few politicians from all parties and on, on your show from time to time and ask them how they feel about that, how, how, how could they could start that happening because we do need some help in relation to that. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed. Dermot O'Leary. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. you coming on the air. Dermot O'Leary, General Secretary of the National Bus and Rail Union. Uh, and it, it is quite interesting. I don't know what the next step is going to be, whether it'll be strikes or not. So you never know uh, if they don't get what they're looking for. And I suppose it also throws into question, question marks as well of the company's Bus Connect plan designed to streamline public transport uh, across Dublin. That's that whole Connect plan where you'll have to get kind of two buses, one to the, the central line, so to speak, that will run into the city or around the city, so to speak. I mean, that whole thing has been put on delay. It's been delayed, I suppose, essentially because of COVID, apart from anything else, because we didn't have much public transport last year, and of course there was reduced capacity as well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hits.